This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, hour two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us now. Richard, how is Texas and is it hot? Uh, John, yes, it's very hot and it makes me want to go have a cryo treatment. Ah, there you go. Good job. Thank you, Richard. And, and our last guest, what a, what a great uh, gentleman Scott was and uh, just looking forward to a a good relationship with him. So, Richard, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Our liberty and freedom is an idea based on eternal ideals. Let's get into it. Well, and as I continue to study the founders for a project, the uniqueness of what we have, uh, you just can't say enough about it. And I really think the founding period ought to be an entire year mm. in school mm. because it is, it is so unique. It never happened before. Mm-hmm. People have tried to imitate what we've done. True, They were not successful. And so we need to keep telling people the uniqueness of the American experiment so that we can preserve and proliferate it and pass it on to future generations because it's under attack, as you well know. No, it, you, you uh, yeah, uh, that's putting it mildly. It's 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 being attacked. I think Richard in numerous ways, directly, indirectly. Some cases we just don't teach it, so people have no idea. Uh, some change it where it's not even being taught correctly. I mean, to your point, it's being attacked on all fronts. Well, yes, and uh, that's that's why it, it's so important. And- we talk about in the Declaration, there are four references to the Creator. And when they use the term unalienable rights, that means God-given rights. And those rights cannot be taken away by man. And today, part of the attack we see is an ignoring of God-given rights and man giving and taking rights away from people and making people think that rights are man given and taken away. Yeah, you know what, I think, thank you for saying that. I think in a lot of cases, and and I, I'll be honest, I'm one of those that had to be schooled on this, you know, uh, you know, throughout my life as well, that there are rights that do come from man, some, but the rights that you and I talk about on a routine basis come from God. They are not given by man, they are given by God, and we do not talk about that near enough. No, and, and I'm going to use one scripture verse from from King James, and we don't normally do that, but I think it's so important in this context. And it said, uh, Galatians 5.13 said, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Mm. 
And I think that is so instructive for us in our country and our citizenship. All right, so let's get into a few things here that you've got. Got a lot of notes here. We are, as you said, a unique country in the way that this was founded. We were founded on ideals, to your point a moment ago. We were founded on the fact that we believed, our founders believed, whether they believed in the same God you and I believe in or not doesn't matter. They believed that there were certain inalienable rights given to us by a higher power, by a creator, by God himself, dependent upon which founder you're talking to. But in unison, Richard, they believed what I just said. Yes, and and the self-governance experiment that we did was the first time in history normally People were ruled by kings and dictators, and self-governance was very unique in history. And our founders distrusted government, but they distrusted humans and imperfect humans. And they recognized not only were other people imperfect, but the founders were imperfect also. And so trying to come up with a self-governing system to lead and manage imperfect people was a tall task. That's right. Uh, there's a quote in here by uh, James Madison that I'll read. I can let you read it, but I'll read it. I want to read it because it, it's so good. If men were angels, which, of course, you and I know we are not, <laughs> no government would be necessary. To your point a moment ago, if angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary in forming a government which is to be administered by men over men. The great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable government to control the governed, and in the next place, oblige it to control itself. And, and I'm, I'm afraid to say, Richard, that we've entered a stage today to where government cannot be controlled. It is 100% out of control. Well, yes, and James Madison was so brilliant in recognizing that, and that was based on human nature, which, as we'll talk about, is eternal. Yep, and... I say this a lot. It's not in the notes here, Richard, that you and I have put together, but I liken the United States of America, and I think our founding fathers, of course, they looked at Scripture, looked at the Bible, looked at the Old Testament. If you look at the children of Israel and what God had set up for them originally without a king, but with judges instead, really it was self-governance, if you would. The judges were there to sort of keep the peace and, you know, set order as needed, but really it was self-governance through God himself And yet the people, because of their own stupidity, as far as I'm concerned, they wanted to be like others and wanted a king. God gave in, gave them a king. We know the rest of the history and what happened. It was to their own demise when they started asking for a king, and that's what God told them. But I look at our founders looking at Israel and the foundation of and what God set up with judges is very much the way they set this country up. Well, I think you're, you're correct, and self-governance based on citizens taking time out of their lives to serve their time serving their fellow man, and then going back to their lives and yep. families and careers, not being professional politicians and government people for a lifetime. And, that, and that's the problem today that I see, Richard, even on, on, it's on both sides of the aisle, it's even on the conservative side, when a politician realizes that, oh, wait a minute. If I can get to be a senator, automatically I've got this great pension on down the road. My life is set. If I can be a representative and get elected just three times, I'm pretty well set for life. The the carrot that's dangling there, frankly, lifetime politicians. Well, yes, and, and even the more onerous term to me are they 
think they become rulers. Yes, thank you. And instead of being servants yes. and working for the people, they think they are rulers and better than the people, so many of them, and that changes the way that they execute their positions. True. And that goes, that's the human nature of people wanting power and greed that the founders tried to prevent too much power coalescing into one person or one party or one area by the checks and balances it will put in. Which, to your point earlier, we've got to start teaching again and get folks to understand exactly how that should work. And I I hate to do this. I, I don't like picking on the church, Richard, because you know, you know my background, you know where I've come from, you know my belief system. But I will have to pick on it here because of, I believe, not only the failure of our school system and the attacks on everything we're talking about that have come from there, the church, unfortunately, forgot to teach civics, which at one time it did a great job of. We kind of let that go. We said, oh, that's not something we need to get into. Let's let the world teach that instead. And in turn, here we are today. Well, yes, and if you look back at the early readers uh, in the 19th century and before the public school systems grew to what they are now, uh, there were biblical readings. Yep. Uh, the Bible was part of teaching reading and, right. and instruction in schools until it was taken out. And so we've had a deconstruction of the safeguards that the founders put in for us, and those are the things that we have to reinstitute if we want to resume the success of what we had before. I talked about this a lot yesterday with Andy. We really got into reason or logic versus emotion. We feel like this next election is so emotionally based right now. Everything we're doing in politics is so emotionally based and very log- and very illogical, if you ask me. We're not using logic. Talk about logic versus emotion. Well, when you look, and to me, it's, it's unbelievable when you look at going through the process of the Revolutionary War The Declaration of Independence was written before the war was won. The states had state governments running states before the war was done. Uh, The Declaration of Independence was a logical document that Mm -hmm. petitioned uh, the government in Britain and illustrated 27 grievances against the king. And you contrast that with the French Revolution, 13 years later where they stormed the Bastille and all of a sudden started lopping heads off, and that was totally emotional. And they went through at least five republics trying to get it right, and it just illustrated the difference of proceeding in a logical and deliberative way based on history and tradition, good and bad, versus flying by the seat of your pants based on emotions. And that's not to say, and I said this yesterday, that we can't have emotion in the things that we do and get fired up and revved up. In fact, I don't think you can win a war without being fired up and revved up. But I also know that in war, you better have a good battle plan in play, even though you can be all revved up. To your point a moment ago, if you're just running off the seat of your pants, you're going to lose. If you've got a plan of attack and you execute that plan, you've got a better chance of winning. Well, that's a great illustration. One of the things we see today in football is, You see teams that get too emotional and can't execute Mm. and lose Mm -hmm. versus having a good plan and a right emotional level so you can execute your plan and succeed. And our founders, I mean, they had emotions because they put their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor on the line and suffered mightily. And I was talking to somebody else today about today's protesters, 
and thinking about the sacrifice they make to go out and protest causes, and they have no clue what sacrifice means compared to what our founders did to give us what they gave yep. us. You are you are so spot on. All right, so always, you know me, I'm always looking for a solution, and I know there's not a single answer for this, but what do we do to get this stuff back, to get out of this totalitarian rule that we have going on today? This divisiveness is constantly there. Uh, the ignorance, frankly, Richard, that's there. How do we get past this? Well, we need to make sure people know that our citizenship comes with responsibilities in addition to rights. And so often we claim the rights but ignore the responsibilities, and that's more than just Mm -hmm. voting. It's participation. It's making sure that we train our kids and grandkids on the country and the uniqueness of it and not let them be taught by the culture and by the school system. Uh, We need to reignite the American-do spirit and not looking to the government as the first and last resort for taking care of us and relying on them. Mm -hmm. We need that independent attitude. Uh, We need to teach the American exceptionalism and uniqueness of our country. And last, we need to reward virtue and punish vice. And a quote Mm -hmm. that I love from President John Adams says, when public virtue is gone, when the national spirit is fled, the republic is lost in essence, though it may still exist in form. And we're dangerously close to that now. Uh, and that's where our government and culture is dividing us by race, by ethnicity, age, all kinds of different ways, yeah. genders. Yeah. And we need to reignite and come together as Americans uh, so that we have that one spirit and the glue that holds us together despite some of these other differences. Yep, you are right. Richard, spot on. RichardBattle.com is your website. All of your books, things that you've got are, are there. And your website, of course, all of the different things that you participate in on a regular basis. And it's always a joy having you, Richard. I appreciate it very, very much. It's all my, always my pleasure, and we always say God bless America. Bless you. Uh, God bless you, Richard. Appreciate it very much. Have a great rest of your evening, and I appreciate it. Stay cool, by the way. Roof Savers of Colorado is up next. Make sure that you, by the way, are taking great care of your roof. You may have been affected by some of the storms we've had come through recently. If you need anything done to your roof, we've got the answer. That's Roof Savers of Colorado. Replacement or repair, they can do it all. 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers, anything you need when it comes to a mortgage, call Kurt today. It's an easy phone call, 720-895-0500.
With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Premier Home Remodels is next, folks. If you've been thinking about doing a remodel, but you've been putting it off, now's the time to get that done. Give them a call today. They'll come out, walk you through what they can do. And by the way, share some ideas with you that you may not have thought of. 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels will customize your home so you can remain in it and grow comfortably for years to come. With their creative expert team, Premier can design the features needed or add the extra space to your home, making it more suitable for your family and safe for you to age in place. They're experienced in retrofitting homes, meeting all your needs now while ensuring you are prepared for the future. Premier Home Remodels will help you design the right changes to accommodate your entire family. And with Premier's years of construction and design experience, they know how to make the aging in place transition just the way you want it. They want you to have a home you'll be excited to live in. Let Premier help you today. Receive 10% off your remodel this month with Premier. Go to klzradio.com remodel and let Premier turn your home into the ideal home for you now and in the future. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, several of you are texting and asking for Scott Faulkner's info. So one more time, and we will get this posted on the website as far as you know, an ad for him and so on here as we can. And we just don't have all those details quite worked out yet. But I wanted to get him on because I knew he would be important for a lot of you that are listening. It's Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare. Uh, Scott Faulkner, F-A-L-K-N-E-R. Phone number 303 Six nine nine zero. Now, I will have that up on, or I, not me, but producer Ann will have that in our show notes a little bit later tonight, and we'll get together with Scott and get everything else finalized here in the next few days. Uh, we just, this has been happening really fast after meeting him, oh, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and then finally got a chance to get to his office and, and actually, you know, see him in person, see the office, see everything in action, which you guys all know I would not do I would not have him on air and do what we're doing without doing all of that. So I was able to get all of that done on Friday, which kind of leads me into our next subject. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I've got a guest coming on here at the bottom of the hour. But I thought this was interesting. This was in the New York. It came up on Apple News here the other day. And it is titled Sperm Fever. The tantalizing business opportunities and disorienting politics of the worldwide decline in man's most pop, most precious bodily fluid. Now, not going to get into all of the 
biology of how we reproduce because most of you already know that, so I don't need to get into that. And it's a family-type show for the most part. But I think most people fully understand that without that bodily fluid of men, we don't reproduce. It's as simple as that. There, there is, you cannot candy coat it. If we do not have that, we do not reproduce. Now, I firmly believe that there are many, many forces out there that would love to see the end of mankind. Reproduction go to nil. There are individuals out there, groups of individuals, that would love to see our population go from 8 billion to 800 million. You don't do that if we keep reproducing, by the way. I, this is part of a plan as far as I'm concerned. They do not want reproduction to happen. They will do anything they possibly can to end it. And it's happening through all sorts of things. And it's through this whole nonsense of what gender are you to on down the line we go. Abortion. But just the fact that men are not producing sperm like they once were is problematic in and of itself. And it's happening more so than anyone could ever think. Enough that this entire article talks about how there are now companies you know, popping up where they are encouraging men to freeze their sperm, making you know, buku dollars on doing so, just for the simple fact that men aren't producing as much as they once were. And you're going to have to implant it and not do it the natural way. This is actually pretty scary if you think about it, folks. This is a bigger topic that I probably should even get with Dr. Scott here in the future and do a Wellness Wednesday segment on just that very subject alone. It's a bigger deal than most people realize. And I've read enough over the past several years to know that it's a bigger problem with young men than it is with older men. And Charlie's in here agreeing with me. It very much is a bigger problem with young men than old men. And again, folks, I don't have all the answers to that. I cannot tell you why. Is it environment? Is it what people are eating? Is it some of the things that we've gone through in regards to, you know, even the vaccinations, COVID, all of that? I don't know. I don't have an answer, folks. I don't know, by the way, if anybody does have a single answer other than, and I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. You guys all know that. But I do know there are forces out there that would love to have this get even worse than it is right now. There are forces out there that if a baby was never born again, they'd be happy. And I, I mean that sincerely, folks. They don't care if we reproduce. That's evil in and of itself, absolutely. Because there was a time where having a family and reproducing was like it. In fact, if you didn't, you wondered what's wrong with me. Look at Abraham and Sarah, by the way, in Scripture. It was a big deal to have kids all through those times. It was a big deal to have kids, honestly, up until what, Charlie? Probably 20 years ago or so, it started to really kind of fall back as to, you know, the dual income, the dinks, the dual income, no kids. You know, that became even an acronym, and it became a bigger and bigger deal. And again, I'm, I am not criticizing anybody that doesn't have kids any way, shape, or form, but it became more vogue to not have kids than to have kids is my point. Am I right in saying it that way, Charlie? It became more of an in thing to not have kids. At one time, it was like a badge of honor to have kids. In fact, the more you had, the more the badges you got. Not that way anymore, folks. We have really deviated off of that. And to the point that 
just the biological end of it and what men are actually producing has dropped. And as I said earlier, this is a bigger deal among young men than old men. So I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that. I just wanted to make note of that. This is a subject that I will get together with, you know, a Dr. Scott or a Dr. Kelly or somebody that can even speak more medically to this than I and maybe even give some ideas on why is this happening because I don't have the answers to this. I'm not sure, frankly, anyone does. I think it's a multitude of answers, by the way. So, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, Bruce Simmons is next. He is a reverse mortgage specialist. I saw Bruce today, by the way, out in the hallway. Had a nice little conversation with Bruce. Anything you need when it comes to reverse mortgage and whether it's right for you or not, call Bruce today, 303-467-7821. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Hey, I know this is in between the break here, but Charlie corrected me. And Dr. Scott Faulkner, I've been leaving the U out. I didn't mean to. It's F-A-U-L-K-N-E-R. So if you're looking for Scott, that's how to find him. Again, we'll have more information up on the website later tonight about that as well. But Charlie, thank you for correcting me because I didn't realize I had left the U out. But There you go, folks. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, who I talked to today as well. And Al's got a really great guest coming up on his program next week that you're going to love hearing. In the meantime, anything you need from Al, though, give him a call today. Golden Eagle Financial. It's an easy phone call. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial has seen many of the things that can interrupt your retirement plans. He's like a coach. He'll look over your plan and use his 30 years of experience in retirement advisement to ensure that you're ready for any unforeseen contingency. Retirement plans can be derailed by any number of things. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Al has the experience to expect the unexpected. He knows that there's a 50% chance you'll need long-term care. And on top of that, a 25% chance that the care will last more than a year and a half. Your retirement resources must be able to handle these expenses while preserving your financial independence without burdening your loved ones. Al Smith will guide you so that you'll be prepared and help you analyze your entire plan to give you a peace of mind that comes with being ready. Schedule a short meeting with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com slash money and be prepared. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Geno's Auto Service, anything you need for your vehicle, Geno's is there for you, uh, really from uh, back to back, you know, front to back, I should say, whatever you need taken care of, they can do that for you. And they got a great AC special running right now, which is very handy, by the way. 303-794-6700.
Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000-miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, fast show today, by the way. In fact, we're a little behind on calling our guests, which we'll do right now. And yes, I apologize, uh, Scott, if you're still listening. I left the U out of your name the last couple of times I mentioned it. Uh, it's Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare, and his last name, Faulkner, F A U L K. And he are and Scott is a full bore medical doctor. So again, as he said earlier, he's got the ability to prescribe, you know, drugs, do different things that you may need, and so on. And really, he wants you to take back your own health care, which we're going to talk to a guest here in a moment about taking back the way we teach our kids. Kind of goes back to even what we were talking about with Richard Battle a moment ago. So if we get a hold of her, great. If not, I will talk about this for a moment as well, because the homeschooling end of things is really, really ramping up. COVID opened the eyes, I feel, to a lot of things going on in the public school education. I've talked about this a ton, by the way. And in turn, people started realizing what their kids were being taught and realized, wait a minute, I I can do a better job myself than even what the public schools are doing, or rather than what the public schools are doing, why am I not? And so there was a huge movement, and it's still going on, in the fact that people are relying on themselves to teach their kids versus a public school indoctrination system. And and again, through COVID, this became more and more popular uh, as time went by. And again, rightfully so, and we've talked about it many, many times on the program here, uh, rightfully so, because frankly, changes needed to be made in that area. And you guys know me, I'm a full backer of Anything you can do that's an alternative to our public school system. You guys all know me on that. That's just me, and I will never back down from that. I fully believe in that wholeheartedly. So Taya's with us now. Taya Shoemake. Taya, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And you founded a home, you're a homeschool advocate. I just got done talking about that a moment ago before you were coming on. And you're a founder of Homeschool Ready Not, or Ready or Not, I should say, dot com, right? That is correct. Okay, so I opened up this segment with you talking about how, you know, A, I am not a public school advocate at all, and I didn't go to public school myself, didn't send my kids to public school. I feel like they're indoctrination camps. I like alternatives to them any way, shape, or form. The homeschooling end of things really, really kicked into high gear, I feel, through COVID because people finally realized this is what my kids are being taught. I can do this better myself than where I'm sending them. And am I right? Has the homeschooling end of things really taken off the last few years? 
100%. So the inquiries would increase each year. And this is just me personally. I would get calls like in August of every year saying, hey, what's about what? What's up with that homeschooling and how do I start, et cetera? And then after COVID hit and the distance learning took place and parents saw what was going on and heard what was going on, yep. those number of inquiries spiked, if you'll pardon the pun. So no, they, they um, experienced what was going on. Let's say it that way. It wasn't even that they were observing it. They literally were thrown in, which, again, I think was a big mistake on the part of the public school system. They literally immersed the parents in something they never knew about. Correct. And, and the feedback that I got when you boil it down is that parents felt betrayed. Yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a tough emotion to get over. Good point. And when they tried to re-engage at the school board meetings or on a one-on-one with a teacher, their options ranged from getting silenced to getting removed to getting arrested. And yeah. so they just doubled down on that betrayal. And, and it's not that they, you know, f- f- gladly, they am super glad they didn't give up. They just said, listen, if this is the way it's going to be, we're going to fight back. But ultimately, I'm just going to do something else when it comes to teaching my kid. Correct. And I mean, we want all educational environments to be safe, to, to, to nur- be nurtured, to so that children can thrive. That's the goal. Correct. And, and, and although if one of those is not happening, right, public, private, then there are other options. There's very, and, and I'm just going to say, I'll say this. I know I, I can, I have, I will continue to. There are very, very, very few public school options in this country, in my opinion, that do a good job. I'm sorry, I'm going to stand on that. Uh, knowing what the what the indoctrination system is, what the teachers unions are doing, the amount of force those particular entities have, it's hard to even be a really top notch school teacher this day, Taya, in the public school system. Period. I agree with you. And I think when you do find an outlier, they kind of adhere to the old system before everything went off the rails. And it's ironic because it's a lot of the subject matter or innovation that we use in homeschools, whether it's making sure we teach Latin, logic, and rhetoric so that our children understand the vernacular, the the logistics of things, and then being able to rhetorically articulate what they believe and why. And, and as a believer, that's important, yep. right? Agreed. And uh, certainly that applies to every other. That's just a pervasive mindset. I had a theory when my kids were in school and still do. I didn't want to have to reprogram my kids when they came home at night. I wanted them to be nurtured in the same way I was. And that doesn't mean everything was, you know, exactly the same as what I was doing and what I believed and so on, Taya. But I wanted to have someone throughout the day teaching my kids something very, very similar, if not the exact same thing I was, so I didn't have to reprogram them at night. You know, when I go on the speaking circuit, uh, I often say it used to be what you learned at church was what you learned at home and what was reinforced in school. Right. But now nobody's home. Church is a Starbucks and school is an indoctrination yep. factory. Yeah, so you, you, are, you are and we? I are very much, we are in the same camp. That's exactly how I see it as well. And in turn, the homeschool end of things has just blossomed isn't even the right word. It's exploded. It is. We're into the double digits of representing K through 12 students in America. It is even uh, increasing globally. If you can believe it, the Russian Orthodox Church, along with the parents of Russia, they are actually the second growing largest population of homeschoolers wow. in Europe. I did not know so, that. So um, that's just further proof that, you know, citizens yep. don't always agree with their government, but when it comes to their children, 
you better stand back. That's right. Parents will take control. All right, Taya, talk to us about, you know, some of the maybe myths of homeschooling. Oh, the kids aren't socially as good. They don't do as well in that way. They can't participate in athletics. I've got a really good student that I think might be able to get a scholarship, and they they can't do as well there as if they were in a public school, you know, setting or even a, a great, you know, private school setting. What do you tell people that have some of those things they say? Well, I'll tell you, I love myth-busting opportunities. The, the socialization myth, I think, if there is still an element of truth to it, stems from the time before homeschooling was legal in all 50 states. I believe that was 1993. And I'm sure there were parents who said to their children, hey, don't be too chatty outside uh, during school hours outside the house, lest we get a visit from the truancy officer. Mm. truancy officer. So that could have something to do with it. But I'll tell you, the socialization myth is just that. It's just not an issue. There are so many wonderful communities. And in Cincinnati, where we live, we have a wonderful sports program. They won the state in both baseball and basketball. So, you know, this, this myth that the wonderful thing about uh, home schooling, well, one of the many things, is that when there is a, a lack of something, we don't complain. We just start it ourselves right? Yep. I mean, that's just the, the innovation or, okay, well, you don't want us over here. That's fine. We'll do our own thing. And uh, that's where a lot of the sports programs mm-hmm. have come up, mm-hmm. theater programs, debate. I mean, it's all over the spectrum. The other thing I would kind of personally, and I didn't homeschool my kids because it was, you know, my last one graduated in 2010 to kind of give you an idea. Yes, homeschooling was getting much bigger then, but I'll be honest, I'm self-employed and we just did not have the ability time-wise even to do all of that, Tay. And for us, you know, we, sure. we did the Christian school end of things instead. Not saying that if it were today, it wouldn't be different because it probably would given how far things have come since that, that day and age even. That was some 13, 14 years ago. But but I will tell you that personally, I think one of the things even on the social aspect of it is given the fact that you literally can teach your kids anywhere and take them places they would not normally be able to do and, and go if they were in a regular school setting, even a Christian school setting. If you do it correctly, I think they could actually be more socialized than some of the other kids. 100%. Look, at the end of the day, someone is going to be socializing your child. That's right. It's just a matter of who, for how long each day, and to what degree. And you're absolutely right. Every opportunity, and I call homeschooling is often a misnomer, because if you're doing it right, you're rarely home. That's right. So, Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's life schooling is what it ought to be called. Correct. Correct. And so one of the other myths that I often get is, well, how does this prepare them? How does homeschooling prepare them for real life? And it's just funny because, I mean, that's just how we roll real life because we have to get stuff done, not just academically, but whether it's sports or debate or whatever. But, you know, it does prepare them for real life. And and my response is, I don't know, how does a child that identifies as a furry prepare others for real life? (laughs) Well... Well, they they don't. Uh, we are we already know exactly. that answer. Yeah. It's a rhetorical it, question. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it, it, it's it's sad that we even have to, you know, re- refer to something along those lines. Taya, you know, the other thing we could throw in there is, you know, I want my kid to understand what gender they are in the first place. By the way, and I don't need them sending. I don't need to send them someplace where they're going to confuse them even more. And frankly, I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from in the first place. It's not coming from home. In some cases, it is. I, I realize that. But I think at times, the school system does nothing but reinforce it. 
I totally agree. It's it. And as a matter of fact, when you mentioned socialization, um, I tell the story of uh, that very thing is what flipped the switch for my husband to be all in with the homeschooling community. Mm. And uh, if we have a second, I'll tell you that story. No, go right. Yeah, we got time. Go ahead. We're fine. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, I was ready to homeschool when our children were born. My husband was not. Okay. I knew it wasn't something I wanted to do without his full support. Sure. So as a result, our oldest went to traditional school. Okay. And during the spring, so it was first grade, during the spring parent-teacher conference, and, and she's, she's got that fall birthday, so she was just six. Yeah. And the, the teacher, we love this teacher. The school was fine, but we really liked this teacher. And she proceeded to tell us during that conference that in the class of 16 students where the desks were in groups of four by fours, they would often put our daughter, our oldest, at the table with the children who misbehaved, hoping she'd rub off on them. And, of course, the first thing I thought was good, bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. And the second thing I thought was this precious firstborn box checker is probably wondering what she has done wrong to be put at this table yeah. when she's trying to pay attention, yeah. when she's trying to yeah. do a good job. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we were in the parking lot, we didn't even start the car yet. My husband looked at me and said, do you think you'd be ready to homeschool in the fall? Wow. Amazing. And that was it. Good story. Yeah. I Good mean, story. Again, and, and that's kind of a reverse socialization, right? Because yeah. And the teacher meant it as a compliment, but that's, you know, it's a 30,000-foot yep. view. Yep. That was a completely different issue. Yep. And, and so, again, folks, those of you listening, I talk about this a lot. I wanted to do this today specifically, Taya, just because school's not that far out. There's a lot of folks even right now thinking, wow, school's going to start in, you know, two, in some cases here, three weeks. You know, do I have other options? What should I look at? I just got a message from one of our listeners that said they started homeschooling last year. Best thing they ever did. Mm -hmm. So I hear that message all the time from people, Taya. So, I, I again, I know it works. And my goal is, number one, the only way, in my opinion, we change this country and get back on, on the basis that we need to is we've got to get our education system fixed first, and that is not by sending your kids to the indoctrination camps. Correct, 100%. Look, there, there are children, right, John? I mean, it, we have to t we've yes. been brainwashed to think that we have to outsource nope. to the people with degrees after nope. their name and it reminds me, John, that thermometers have a lot of degrees, and now I know why nurses stick them where they do for their most accurate reading. <laughs> Good one. I, I am just really frustrated with this sourcing. We have ownership of and responsibility yes, for our children, not just in this life, yep. but in the next. That's right. So, well, and, or, and this dovetails you know, into so many things in regards to, you know, we've we've done it so wrong in telling kids they've got to get a degree to earn good money. That's not the case either. In fact, the trades, correct. which I have come from, I never went to college. I came out of the trades and happened to just be sitting here talking to you, and I have no idea why, God's grace. I honestly don't have the education nor the wherewithal to sit here every day, but somehow, some way, it, it, it happens and, it, and it's worked. Uh, but I'm, I'm not a college-educated individual, which, again, I feel like we've really missed the boat there. We've forced-fed a ton of kids, generations now, plural, of kids and adults where they feel like they have to have a college degree to earn a living. And the reality is nothing could be farther from the truth. In fact, I think we've entered a day and age now, Taya, where you're better off without one and go get a trade instead. Learn a skill. I could not agree more. In fact, uh, on, on our Substack. It just dropped an article about that very thing. I mean, we've we've lost at least two generations yep. in the trade, 
And so we have Taya, we, Taya, really quick. We started losing them. I graduated high school in, in the early 80s. We started losing the trades and the schools then. So think about how many generations that is. Yeah. And it's the modern educators. We again, we took their word for it. Hey, you got to go get this degree yep. or you're not going to be marketable. And we just need to take that mindset back and go, I'm going to go where the Lord leads me to go and wherever yep. he's going to use me best. Uh, Taya, I've got some business owners that I, because I coach outside of what I do here, you know, small business owners. I've got business owners that never went to college that are making uh, solid, and I mean solid, six-digit figure incomes out of their businesses and have all the benefits of owning a business on top of that. And when they get them to the point where they run themselves, they are making solid, solid money, double, triple what a lot of their cohorts that went to college and got degrees were, or are, I should say. Uh, These individuals are going to be just fine in life. And so trust me, you can go to the trades and do just fine. Absolutely. Some of the most well-adjusted successful people I know never went to college. There you go. Uh, Taya, again, how do folks find you? This is awesome. How do they find you? You can find us at homeschoolreadyornot.com. We have three, and it's free. Uh, just There are three information sessions. We talk about getting legal, get curricula, get community. That's how you get started. And then there are other videos that we're going to continue to upload for people that ask questions and send it in. Awesome. We're going to respond via video playlist and just do what we can to help. You ever you want to come back on again in the near future? Let me know again. School's just around the corner. This is great. As you can tell, you are in in the same company. I appreciate very much what you're doing. Absolutely, John. I appreciate you. you take care and God bless. You're very welcome. Thank you, Taya. God bless you as well. Hi, Five Plumbing is next, folks. Speaking of the trades, keep this number handy. They would love to help you out with whatever you need when it comes to plumbing. Eight seven seven. We high five. High Five Plumbing not only provides the highest quality plumbing service, they also give generously back to the community. Since 2018, High Five Cares has raised over $81,000 for nonprofits, supporting our local communities. Each month, High Five highlights a different local need and gives a portion of their revenue and 100% of merchandise sales to the charity. For example, last month they raised over $3,500 for clothes to kids, supplying hundreds of families with limited resources with school clothes. And when High Five partners with a charitable organization, they go further than financial support. They elevate them on social media and in blogs and bring community awareness to their causes. Even their technicians appreciate the program, giving to various organizations and recommending new charities that High Five can partner with. And you can too. Support your community by using the plumbing services from a local impactful provider. Call 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com slash plumbing. My ceiling is raining because the bathtub just ain't draining. Call high five for this. Call high five for this. Another trade, absolute electrical, plumbing, heating, and air. They want to take care of you, your home, and don't forget the Quiet Cool system will save you a lot of money as well. Absolute electrical, plumbing, heating, and air. Find them at klzradio.com. When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish. But Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. 
Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com slash absolute and get cool fast. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. American National Insurance is next. Make sure your insurance is working for you and not the other way around. Paul Lewenberger can help you with all of that, my good friend. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewenberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. A business that simply closes its stores loses almost all of its equity. Unless you have a plan for handing your business off to the next owner, you will not see the most financial return for your investment. You've invested years of hard work into your business. Make sure you retire with a long-term plan for your business to continue running without you. John Rush needs about two years to get your business running smoothly enough to sell. Start now and in two years, you can retire with a tidy profit knowing your investment has paid off. Email john at rushtoreason.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And, man, we have kind of hit a few hot spots today. Lots of you texting in today with different things, which I appreciate very, very much. And there's a lot of text messages I get that I will not repeat on air for obvious reasons, and I'm very sensitive to some of the things that you all send. And I, I read every message, and I take everyone to heart, believe me. And I know sometimes the messages are just more critical of what's going on, which is, I'll take those as well. I got thick skin, so I'm not worried about that. A lot of them are very sincere, and you guys are telling me some of your life stories through those messages, and I appreciate that also. Lauren Boebert has put together an amendment protecting homeowners from socialist Biden policies, and it has passed the House, by the way. It passed on a unanimous uh, oral vote, if you would, and it now will go on to the Senate. And basically, this is a a amendment talking about uh, the costs and processes that are associated with the Biden's administration's social housing policy, specifically the one of late that you've heard Kurt Rogers and I talk about a lot, which is those that have a really good credit score are going to get penalized or are being penalized so that that extra money that they'll now be paying goes to help those with low credit scores. 
This is part of this amendment that she's putting together to say, time out, hang on. We've got, for years, for eons, people have worked hard to get a high credit score, be rewarded with that high credit score, and having typically a lower interest rate on their mortgage and other things. And now the Biden administration comes along and says, no, 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 wait a minute, time out. That's That's not fair. You guys that have worked really, really hard and built up a great credit score, no, you know, you, you, you shouldn't get the good deal that you always had. No, in fact, in fact, you guys have done really well. You know, you're, you're, you're the white, you know, white, uh, it, you know, middle income, you know, Americans. It's not necessarily white, but you get what I'm saying here. You're, we're we're going to punish you. Because those that have lower credit scores, no matter what walk of life they come from, it's not fair that you have a high credit score. And they have a low one, so we're going to make sure we penalize you over here that have a high credit score. Lauren has put together an amendment, and bipartisan support, by the way, saying, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. We, we want more transparency in what, exactly what's going on here, and we want the American public to know exactly what you're doing, because this is just not, this is not American. This is un-American. And I got to hand it to her. Good job, Lauren. We're letting, in a lot of cases, unelected bureaucrats in Washington impose un-American regulations on hardworking, you know, middle to whatever income class families are. It's an overreach of government. It shouldn't be happening. And she's right. And we need to fix that. And looks like she's trying to. It'll go to the Senate, it sounds like. And... What happens there, who knows? But when you get unanimous support, for the most part, in the House, that's a good sign. So more to come on that and as we, as we kind of watch that develop here in, in, the, you know, in the weeks ahead, I should say. Uh, up next hour, I've got a special guest. I, I changed things around because of our homeschool thing we just did a few minutes ago. Sonny Kutcher is going to join us at the bottom of the 530 hour. I've got other things ahead of that. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.